If you're not going to play and risk starting players, I think it was the perfect chance to really experiment a little bit. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Meaningful Metrics on Off The Ball. In partnership with Whoop, the personalised digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. See whoop.com for more. Oh, it's so good. So good Meaningful Metrics this week that we have pushed it back a night. It is all in partnership with Whoop, the personalised digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. See whoop.com for more. Michael McCarthy is with us. Good evening, Mick. Hey, Nathan. How we delayed you? this for 24 hours because oh, it was just so spectacular. <laughs> it was too big for Thursday nights, too big for Thursday nights. You're talking about the metrics behind the qualifiers. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, the All-Ireland qualifiers back, of course, this year. It's the last 12 games this week. So, uh, you know, that's always something to uh, enjoy. There's lots of history in them. I'll get to them in a few minutes. But I want to talk a little bit about this week's fixtures. But before that, to just go back on to some of the... Uh, the the legendary fixture of 19 years of the qualifiers, Nathan. Did you know that? Started in 2001, wow. and we haven't had any since 2019. So uh, just straight 19 years. This is the 20th year, I suppose, is probably the hook more so than anything else. So I've got some stats and some figures and some metrics. From Can't believe nobody's been talking years. about the 20th anniversary, Mick. <laughs> well, look, the first time it happened, Galway won. Wow. 19 years so far, 13 of the All-Irelands in that time have been won by what would you call unbeaten teams or provincial champions uh, okay. six through the back door but all of those six were in the first ten years of the qualifiers so what would that right. say what would that tell you uh, that the dubs keep yeah. winning Leinster and keep <laughs> winning Dublin and skew all the metrics they do yeah it is It is mainly Dublin but actually there's a little bit more in it is there, is there a, is there a greater polarisation in general between the, the good and the middling teams in that time that would tell you because say Kerry win a lot more Munster titles than they used to uh, back in the day which is something that we'll get to in a couple of minutes so of the six teams that won through the back door Galway the first year ever at the qualifiers 2001 Tyrone have done it twice Kerry have done it twice and Cork in 2010 are the last team to do it you want, what about Mayo? What, what about, about Mayo? Mayo? Give me the Mayo. Give me so, the Mayo. So I actually have very little Mayo in there because, funnily enough, they've never won All Ireland. Uh, what? You know, since the qualifiers have come in in two thousand and one, I don't know if you know that about them. Uh, there might be a little bit of Mayo's later on. Repeat fixtures, though, right? So in the nineteen years, we've had nineteen of them. Obviously, this is something that never existed before two thousand and one. We're going to have one with Donegal and Armagh this weekend, and slightly good news for Armagh if you're looking at them. Of the nineteen games that have played. The previously beaten team has won ten of them, which actually speaks to a kind of an incredible parody in the game, really, doesn't it? Uh, that it's that even. Um, looking through of those uh, ten, right? Kerry have four of those ten games. All four of them have been against Cork. This is a, this is an incredible stat that I've come across on the qualifiers. Uh, in the first nine years of qualifiers, so between two thousand and one and two thousand and nine. Cork and Kerry met twice in the championship on six different occasions. <laughs> so, um, and here's one for the Cork fans. I already hit Colin Buig with this one outside. Kerry won the second fixture on all six occasions. Um, and they're eight out of I'm eight. not surprised. No, well, geez, all six times. Wow. Uh, Cork, the only time, of course, they did get through the back door. Kerry weren't waiting for them. They beat them in the Munster final and then down beat them in 2010. So Kerry have actually won all eight 
of their second time games uh, that they've played. Uh, so Kerry have been involved in eight of the 19. They've won the second time uh, on all eight occasions. They beat Limerick once and Clare once as well as those six court games. Good news for Derry, if you want to, if you, well, if, if you kind of, if you take this kind of thing as good news, Derry have won uh, all three times they've come up against a team that they've played twice. And uh, that is more than most are on the list, if you know what I mean. So uh, Derry, Definitely, uh, we've been talking about possible repeat fixtures for them. Um, should they, or depending on what happens this weekend, obviously they're awaiting a team in the All Ireland quarter final and the draw that will be made next week. Um, what else have we got here for you? Uh, well, you're, you haven't mentioned the greatest qualifier of all time, the most talked about qualifier of all time. Go on. Of which we're having a repeat fixture this weekend. Newbridge or Nowhere? Newbridge or Nowhere does come up, actually, yeah. Um, let me dig into that, actually. I, do you know what? I'll get to that when I get to the, the individual fixtures for this weekend. Just a couple more on... Um, on Yeah, so sorry, of the the last 12 games in particular I said I'd come back to that that's kind of what I've kind of described it as momentum versus progress so you have the momentum of the qualifiers or you've had the progression to get to the Leinster final um, there's been 76 games played obviously that's 19 multiplied by 4 4 games always in round 4 of the qualifiers okay. uh, the qualifier team as in the team who's come through rather than the finalists who've just played one round have won 45 of those games that's 59% um, it actually feels like more than that when you're going through, but I suppose it is. A, that's a healthy majority. Uh, only one time in all 19 years has the have the uh, provincial finalists won all four of the games that year, and of the 19 years, um, the uh, only four times have more finalists made it through than more qualifiers. If you know what I mean. Right. So, uh, so sorry. Yeah. Only once. Only once in the history of the qualifiers. Have the four provincial finalists made it through? Yeah, the beaten finalists. So, so in mm. in this okay, la- in this finalists. last twelve round, yeah, uh, that's only happened once. It was in two thousand and five. Uh, yeah, two thousand and five, and um, yeah. Other than that, it's never happened. It's happened the other way on three separate occasions. One of which, actually, the last time it's happened in there was two thousand and ten. I think two thousand and ten is famous for being a wacky year in general because all four provincial champions lost their All-Ireland quarter-final that year. That was the year of uh, the Down-Cork final. Um, and Kerry were surprisingly beaten by Down in the quarter-final. And all four provincial champions lost that year. What I didn't realise that was all four provincial finalists had also lost in the previous round as well. So when we got to the All-Ireland semi-finals, there wasn't, it was all deep qualifier teams that had made it true. So that was an interesting um, stat that I came across. That a, a little bit of a one-off, but there's definitely an advantage for teams that have come through the qualifiers rather than teams who have been beaten in the uh, provincial final. So that's just one to think about for Kildare, Donegal, Limerick or Roscommon. The stats would suggest that at least two of them are going to be beaten this week and it could be three. It's unlikely to be okay. four, but the chances are the majority will be from the qualifier teams, so they be... Um, the other teams involved are Mark, Cork, Clare and Mayo, Nathan. Well, I wonder, and here, uh, I don't expect you to go this deep into it, but are those stats skewed by the Munster runner-up or the Leinster runner-up who can often get to their provincial final without being a particularly good team? Yes, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And they're, they're not, like, I mean, I don't have the actual stats to handle that, but mm. I have seen uh, every result of them. Like, 
yes, sometimes, but other times it's more of it like, you know, equally. Kerry and Cork were both very strong in Munster, as I mentioned earlier, for a long time. And Kerry were losing Munster finals consistently and then winning uh, the next round. So it's it's not necessarily skewed by any particular province. All obviously, Leinster's been pretty weak for the last few years, but the stats haven't changed massively in that time. It was always an advantage for the qualifiers going back all the way to two thousand and one. So uh, things do change as to the reasons why all the way through, but it's a consistent enough um, stat. Not that much has uh, massively changed in it. Obviously, there are outlier years where three of the finalists will get through, and obviously only that one time when all four got through. Just going to the individual games then. Uh, this weekend and I've got I've got a lovely little hurling one for you to finish actually but before we get to that Claire Roscommon the last time these two teams met 2016 in the uh, same round of the qualifiers and Roscommon had just lost her Connacht final and Claire beat them uh, 2-12 to 1-9 in that one so that was Claire's first ever All-Ireland quarterfinal and they could be making it into their second one ever now I say that okay. they were in an All-Ireland semi-final back before there was quarterfinals but uh yeah, that was back in '92. But yeah, so that's a that's an o a good omen for Clare. Mayo Kildare, then, if you want it, Newbridge or nowhere. It. Yes. The only stat I really have on that was other than that Kildare won that game was that uh, Mayo. It's the only time uh, that game in 2018 is the only time that Mayo haven't made an All Ireland semi final since 2010. Yeah, it's uh, insane. So you play Kildare again. You know, it, it, it ah, can keep Crow that. Park, practically a home pitch for Mayo. Sure, I know, but you know, if they lose it, at least they can keep some lovely symmetry to their records okay. and go on to next year with still that. Only one team has stopped us from delightful. Yeah, so sorry. Do you do you want do you want something more on Mayo? I feel like I've let no, you down fine. a little it's bit. It's fine. There's you know you can't uh, you can't fake the numbers. I wasn't playing to the presenter here. I should have dug deeper on Mayo you weren't it's here fine. the week I actually dug really into Mayo I heard I, I heard that was, that was very interesting yeah yeah it was all, all positive you would you would, you would and I, I I think everyone came to the conclusion that Mayo are the greatest team to never win in All-Ireland and, and arguably greater than many teams that did win in All-Ireland yeah well I, I did come to that conclusion but I'd rather not go into it now if that's possible <laughs> <laughs> what else you got you got two more games yeah Limerick Cork just just a, a sense of the mammoth task that awaits Limerick at least historically um, if not quite you know it's not the Cork team of old and it's certainly a good Limerick team but it's 2003 since they've beaten Cork in the championship that was in a Munster quarter final 2003 is quite a long time away but before that it was 1965 so Limerick don't generally beat Cork in the championship. They haven't scored a goal against Cork in their last four games. Uh, that was a 2010 qualifier was the last time they scored a goal against them in the championship. And of their last five meetings, which Cork won the ball, uh, the largest min- winning margin was 21 points. And they got the, like, the last time they got it anywhere close to them was in 2010, which was a two-point defeat. So, yeah, uh, history would suggest Cork in that one. And then, of course... We mentioned our man Donegal and all the stats yeah. around teams who have played each other before, which would certainly at least put our man back into the mix anyway. Um, but they haven't beaten Donegal in the championship since 2010. Um, so, and they also haven't, um, they haven't got past, uh, sorry, Donegal haven't actually made past the quarter final since 2014 which isn't really too relevant to this week's game but was something that I was surprised at when I saw it considering uh, it feels like Donegal have been at the top table a lot longer and a very quick one Nathan before we finish and you can ask me oh, any follow up questions people, hurling oh, do you know what I've got stuff on Antrim Park right, here that I'm going to ignore go on, oh, that's, go on, a, that's, no, that's harsh that's to say to, to suggest that these games aren't important uh, Kerry versus Wexford an old rivalry renewed 
in the preliminary quarterfinals. Kerry, Wexford won't like to hear this, Nathan. Kerry have a 100% record over Wexford in the Hurling Championship. <laughs> Based on how many games? Well, they played each other back there 130 years ago. Right. Standalone clash between the two teams and Kerry won it. Um, more relevantly, re- relevant, I suppose, is the, their record in the championship this year at Austin Stack Park. Only one out of three for a team that made it to the final of the Joe McDonough. Not great. They played down Meath and Offaly and they only beat Meath, who were kind of the whipping boys of the Joe McDonough. So that probably bodes well for Wexford. But history is against them. That 130-year stat. The weight of history when they well, walk or maybe into it's 130 Austin Park tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. Or 130 years waiting for revenge, simmering That's it. for such a long time. So On the beaches of Curraclough, they do be talking about it. Both of those games now available to stream, actually, which was a nice uh, change that happened during the week. So you can, with the Talton Cup semi-finals and the four qualifiers and the two hurling preliminary quarterfinals, you can have a feast of GEA this week. In uh, um, you just have to plan your days around it, I guess. Michael, always a pleasure. Thank you, Nathan. Meaningful metrics and off the ball in partnership with Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. Check out whoop.com for more. Meaningful metrics on off the ball in partnership with Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach that helps you unlock your inner potential. See whoop.com for more.